Good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of He Said, He Said, He Said, a look at the world from a seasoned Black man's perspective. I'm Alvin King, and welcome to our Friday evening show. It is Friday, April the 29th, ladies and gentlemen, and it is so beautiful outside here in D.C. at least, so I hope many of you have had a chance to get out and enjoy some of the weather. And most importantly, I hope some of you have had, or all of you have had, a really, really good week. Uh, my week has been like a roller coaster. And as someone has just told me, it was time for me to get some rest. And I, I really did that. But um, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, our show is all about the power of music and how the power and the ability that music has to change you know, our atmosphere. Our show tonight is about joy, laughter, and dance. And we have two very special people here tonight that are sharing their gifts and their talents with us. First, we have the incomparable singer, actress, entertainer, storyteller, and teacher, Miss Roz White, ladies and gentlemen. She is here with us tonight. And I mean, I, I have seen her perform sometimes with my mouth open TMI, and I have dribbled. I mean, she she has that type of effect on me. And so I am so honored to have her here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. And one of the most talented young choreographers and producers I have had the pleasure of meeting since doing this show. He is returning tonight to the He Says stage. He's the creator of Jam the Review. Jeremy McSham is here. He's here to talk about his new production opening next week, Mother's Day weekend. So you got things to do. You can take your mo your mother to a production tonight. I mean, next week that I'm sure she will be thoroughly entertained to see right here in the nation's capital. And since it seems like I've just had a firecracker of joy in front of me or in me, let me go ahead and bring in my co-host, ladies and gentlemen, who brings me lots of joy, Mr. Vosh Bodhi. Vosh, can you come on in here, please? Hey, Alvin. How you doing, man? <laughs> Dude, I am okay. It is so good to see you. Always good to see you, Vosh. You know, and I gotta tell we gotta tell people who are just tuning in. You know, oh, Vosh, can we can we give a shout out to people right now before I do let's, all that? Let's. I see Monica, who's 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 in right now. Who who else do I see? Wait a minute, I see people who are coming in. So I I did see Monica. I see Judy. Hi, Judy Henderson. Hi, Judy. <laughs> Judy, Judy's welcome back, to Oakland. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, Judy. Welcome back. Welcome back. Monica, please say hello to Oscar because I know he's watching. And Rose, hello to you. Um, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thank you, thank you, yes. thank you. Well, brother, it's been a, a very busy week, I know, for both of us. Yes. <laughs> and what I was going to tell everybody is that Bosch and I talk every week. I have not met this man in person, ladies and gentlemen. I just want you all to know I have not. we have not seen each other or touched each other physically. Ever. 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 But I feel like I'm joined at the hip with you. So, Yes, the energy flows back and forth between us. It is so lovely and so full of love as we try to bring people to this show. It's really amazing. It, it is amazing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, this week, you know, we've been talking about things that have been happening. And I, there's so many crazy things happening, first of all. But Vash, I just need to talk to you about this one thing. You've heard of the term pulling stunts. Yes. You know, in, in our, you know, you know, where, where, where we come from, you know, that that word seems to be like second nature. Well, this week um, in Arizona, 
two pilots on, on a separate aircraft planned, planned a skydive into each other's planes while the planes was at 14,000 feet, leaving okay. each of the aircrafts pilotless for less than a minute. Okay. Okay. Um, so, okay, needless to say, none of the pilots pilots did a successful jump from one plane to the other. I think one did, but the other one missed and both the planes just, the planes just went down crashing and the FAA were fully aware of it. And to make it even worse, it was Red Bull who was sponsoring it. Wow. That's why I don't drink that crap. Okay, wow. you, are you are you kidding me? Everything that's going on in the world, and you're gonna pull a stunt with somebody jumping from one plane to the to the next. For me, that was one of the most ludicrous things that I heard this whole week. That and to have it be sponsored is a little wild, <laughs> right? Like uh, I don't understand why they thought that planes that had motors in them moving them forward would be easy for them to catch in a free fall. I mean, the physics of it just don't match up. This is why our education system needs to be increased instead of decreased. <laughs> and we're wondering why, why these people on, you know, all these different social media platforms, uh, you know, um, TikTok, for example, are doing all these crazy things and for me, again, I'm just going to say that was one of the craziest things that I heard happen this week. And and the question for me remains, why? Why would they do that? Why would they do that? See, we need to come back with that. Why would they? Why would, what, what does Judy say? <laughs> yeah. oh. I hate to sound racist, but the plane stunt was some crazy stuff only a white boy would think makes sense. <laughs> Judy Henderson. <laughs> okay, Judy, 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 we gotta have you on the show, Judy. Yeah. Stand by, okay? Because I Actually, like that. Judy <laughs> is someone we should have on in our "We See You" segment. Judy has a mannequin business. She is trying to, well, not trying to. She is revolutionizing the the mannequin business. Instead of people buying mannequins, they can rent them from her. She has a business called Mannequin Madness, and I think we should feature her. She does some amazing things. Judy, you just got plugged. So stay tuned, Judy. You, you just got plugged, Judy. I just want you to know, Judy, you did. And 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 before we go, uh, Rose, uh, Cecil, Deborah, Joel, thank you all for joining us tonight as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, Judy, we will be circling back to you because you know everybody needs a good mannequin. Yes. Mm, mm. He said it right here. Or he said, he said, he said. Yes, indeed. So, I'm excited about the show tonight, Vosh. Um, I, I really am. I have been watching Roz White perform for many years here in DC. And when she comes on, I'm gonna share a moment with her that I hope she remembers when I met her and basically fell through the door. Um, so I hope she, she, she remembers that moment, but um, her voice is just like amazing to me. So I can't wait to hear her story. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, just an amazing talent and beautiful spirit. And yes, can't wait to talk to her. Well, she's here, ladies and gentlemen, but we're also very, very happy um, to bring back to our segment, The Art of It, where we recognize and showcase um, people in the arts or, or, or um, the people who are 
doing things in the art. And we are so happy to bring back um, the choreographer, um, the choreographer, the creator of uh, Jammed the Review, Mr. Jeremy McSham. He has a, a brand new production that's uh, going to be here in Washington next week. And he's going, he's here to talk to us about it. So ladies and gentlemen, please, please welcome to the He Said, He Said stage, Mr. Jeremy McShan. How you doing, man? <laughs> hey guys, how are you all? Thank you. Great, we are Jeremy. good. How are you? I am great. I'm super excited to be here again. Um, I loved the last time I was with you guys. So, so excited to be back. Well, it's good it, to see you. Yeah, it is. And it, it, it brings me joy, you know, really to have this platform to be able to, you know, promote people like you because next to Beyonce, you're one of the hardest working people that I know. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> it's like Beyonce and Jeremy. <laughs> you, you are it. But, but again, welcome back to the show, Jeremy. And, you know, take a minute to tell us uh, what have you been uh, doing since the last time we saw you? Great. Well, we are getting ready to do our next production. And this is a review of all music from Broadway productions. Um, so you're going to get songs from Hairspray, Grease, Color Purple, Dream Girls, just to name a few, Chicago. And so it's really just a celebration of theater and Broadway coming together. And uh, we have some amazing singers and dancers. Uh, one of our singers just competed this past season on The Voice on NBC. So I'm um, super excited to have her back uh, with us on the stage. Um, and so it's going to be a super, super exciting production this year. Wow. Well, thanks for telling us about the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank well, you. I have a question, Jeremy. How did you, because your last production was a different, a completely different show. Uh -huh. How did you decide that you wanted to do a Broadway-based theme? Well, uh, theater and Broadway is something that I've grown up just loving, and it's always just been a part of me. I've done so much theater around the country. And so when I was thinking of the next review, it was just like, I want to do a celebration of the thing I love the most, which is musicals. And, you know, I think everybody loves a musical, some kind of musical, some form. And so it's a great way to just bring people together, celebrate that, and just have a joyous, fun time uh, during a time where we need it the most. That, that is so true. You you couldn't have said that any better than you just did. Um, Jeremy, so tell me, why did you title the show or the production a triple threat? And why did you most importantly spell it that way? Okay, very good. Um, so first of all, we, we did it triple threat because um, it's a, a term that you a lot of people in the theater use that says you're you can sing, you can dance, you can act, you're a triple threat there. And so since we're doing a, a review of stage uh, productions, that's why we decided to name it. And, you know, we did the three just because uh, this is a revival of a show that we did years ago, eight years ago. So we retooled it and each show is just a fun fact about jam. Each show it has the number of shows in the title. So at that point, that was our third show. So we tried to do like the three eyes to show three. And so the past show was our 12th show, the Christmas show. So that's why it was the 12 days of Christmas. So we always try to incorporate the number of the show in the production at some point. So, wait, so this is your 13th show then, right? 
technically it's a 13 show, but sometimes we'll do reboots, uh, revivals of a show and bring it back and kind of retool it. So we kind of keep the same name true to itself. Okay. Um, and then we save the new names for the newer production. So uh, next year you'll get uh, Jam the 13th, it will be a Holloway themed production. So yeah. Okay. All right, all right, right on. Well, how do you, how do you want audiences to feel after they see this show? Well, you know, the goal anytime we um, are doing a show is just joy. We want people to come in leaving better than what they came, come in with a smile on their faces. Um, and that's inevitably any anytime someone comes to a show, what happened? The, uh, you know, we've had people come to the show. I was like, oh, I brought my coworker with me. She was having a hard day. And I was like, girl, you need to come with me to jam because we're going to have a great time at the show. And so, Literally, all we see in the show throughout the show is just smiling faces. The energy is so great from the performers, and it's a very interactive show. So it's not a show where you just sit and watch. We kind of make the cast our our extra cast members. So we want we encourage a lot of clapping along, singing along, um, and you know we play some games in there as well too. So it's it's really fun and joyful. And so I just want people to leave just you know with some of the load that they may be carrying just lifted a little bit. And it sounds like you want them to feel a sense of community since they're going sure. to be a For part sure. of the show. For sure. You know, we call our 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 people that support us the jam fam because we're not just uh patrons or fans. We're a family and we're all here for one another to support one another. So it's part of the jam fam. So Jeremy, are there any particular um moments in the show that you're excited for the audience to see that you can share with us? Um well, I'm really excited for people, like I said, uh, Jasmine Mills, who was just on this recent uh, season of The Voice, um, is back and she sings um, so amazing. Her voice is so beautiful. And, you know, she has some great powerhouse numbers in there. Um, we do, you know, a nod to theater by, uh, we have this great number where we have lots of just different costumes or different musicals. So it's always fun for the audience to see what they can recognize. Um, and, you know, it, there's so many different fun moments that happen in this show that, you know, people are just going to be so excited to see when it happens. So I'm super excited for people to see this production. Cool, cool, cool. Well, um, on this, this last question that we have, if you could please share with us when the show is, where the show is and how people can get tickets please yes okay so the show is on may 6th to the 8th um and it's at uh the fragrance studio theater in falls church virginia so it's right across the bridge from dc in northern virginia um and uh, the tickets um are online at uh, jam broadway jambroadway.bpt.com. And I guess we'll also put that somewhere, maybe in chat or something. And um, it's like Alvin was saying, it's Mother's Day weekend. So what a great time to bring your mom um, to see a show or a mother figure to see the show. And on Sunday, because it is Mother's Day, if you enter the code jam with mom, you can get a, a discount, a 25% discount off the tickets for it's a, well, not a 25 discount. It's a buy one, get one half off. Uh, with jam with mom for that so okay well, well right on well uh judy did, did say she asked uh can you sing a song for us now but i think that what we would rather do um is send you to the instagram 
Yes. Mm -hmm. Jam the review. And also there is a YouTube channel also jam the review where there are excerpts from the other shows that you've done, Jeremy. Is that correct? For sure. There's also many clips. The show features lots of singers and dancers. I try to stay in my lane and let the singers do the singing. And I do <laughs> most of the choreography in the show. Um, and so there's so many great clips and it gives you a taste of the show. Uh, so please go to that Instagram, Jam the Review, R-E-V-U-E. And um, on Facebook as well, Jam the Review and follow us. And we love to follow you back and have you part of the Jam Fam. And yeah, and we will make sure um, to, to our viewers, especially when Vash and I send out our, our thank you from the show, we'll make sure that we put uh, information about how to get tickets and you know how you can uh, actually attend the show uh, next week, especially if you're in DC. And Jeremy, I'm going to just say publicly, I will be out of town next week, um, you know, spending time with with my brother, and because we both we don't we don't have our mothers, and so we spend time together. So I'll be out of town, and I won't be able to to see the show unfortunately next week. But I am saying right now, break a leg, my brother. Thank Please. you, and 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 stay tuned again. Follow us because we will do a live streaming of the show in June on June first, where it'll be an interactive live, so you can see. Uh, see the show then virtually as well for those that are, aren't in DC as well. So please follow us on social media so you can get all that information as well. But yes, yeah, safe travels to you. And I hope you and your brother have a great, you know, a good time connecting this weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us, Jamie. Uh, um, um, Jeremy again. And uh, congratulations on another well-deserved show. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Good right. seeing you. Take care. Oh, Vosh. You know, I it's 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 I sometimes when we have these these interviews, I really, really want to read every book. I want to make sure that I go to every show. And I feel bad sometimes that I can't because he is so 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 good. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't seen any of his um clips on Instagram, believe me, you will the moment you click on them, you're smiling. Okay. Yes. His energy is just is just through the roof. So congratulations again, uh Jeremy, on all that you're doing out here. So, okay, here we go. Here we go. The moment that I've been waiting for, ladies and gentlemen, I'm nervous. <laughs> I feel like someone has put a firecracker in me. So I'm just going to go ahead and read this introduction because her credit list is long. Okay, so I'm going to give you a little bit, a little bit. Okay. Um, her resume, like I said, is impressive. Roz White is an award-winning actress, vocalist, and teaching artist. Her recent credits include Odessa in Shakespeare Theatre Company's Amen Corner and Louise in August Wilson's Seven Guitars at the Arena Stage at the Mead Center for American Theatre. She was featured in multiple roles in Mosaic Theatre Company's Fabulation or the Re-Education of Undying by Lynn Nuntage and starred as Sister Rosetta Tharp in Mosaic Theater's DC premiere of Marie and Rosella. Yes. A graduate of the Duke Ellington School of the Performing Arts, where she served as a faculty member and a graduate of Howard University, where she uh, has lectured and taught master classes in the Department of Theater, uh, theater Art since 2006. Roz's credits include Dream Girls, The National Tour, um, Betsy's Blues, where she won the Helen Hayes Award, and in G's Ben, where she also was a Helen Hayes Award nominee, while at the same time creating her self-pin cabarets, 
Pearl Bailey by request and resist a revolutionary cabaret. Roz has worked as a featured vocalist with Yolanda Adams, Stevie Wonder, Patty Austin, and the late Ray Charles and Michael Jackson. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the He Said, He Said stage, Roz White. Hey! <laughs> okay. Hey, y'all! How you welcome. doing, girl? Hey, everybody! <laughs> Thank you for being here, Roz. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I said I had a moment, a quick moment I wanted to share. I was out just getting some ice cream one time in spring... Uh, in somewhere in Virginia um, at Shirlington. And I saw a billboard where they were having this performance one afternoon with these three women who were singing. And I said, well, let me just buy a ticket. I fell in love with you that day. I know they said, who is this man sitting at this table? Everybody else has a date except me. I, they were like, who is this man? You were fantastic. I fell in love with you that day. And it was a show where you all portrayed different characters. It was just amazing, amazing. So. Thank you for being here, honey. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for having me. This is so great. I, I never get to do this kind of stuff. So I'm just like, yay. <laughs> well, here we go. We, we got you until eight o'clock. So here we go. Okay. Yes. So, okay. Ross, do me a favor and take about 90 seconds to share with our audience who is Ross White. Oh, that's, ooh. How many seconds? Um, <laughs> 87 now. Okay. That's good. Roz White is an artist. Roz White is a mother. Roz White is a big mama. Uh, some people call that grandma, but don't call me that. Uh, Roz White is um, a lover of all things beautiful. I love nature. I love music, dance. I, I love the arts. Uh, I have a huge heart, and I am um, willing to share it with those who will receive it openly, um, as well as I'm guarded with it with those who don't want to treat it properly. So I'm a very sensitive person, given, giving, open, but also guarded when I need to be. But definitely just an artist. I, I was born an artist. Um, I don't know many people that can say from the time that they remember their first even words, it was something about music. It was something about singing. Um, and so I just feel blessed to have been put here to do what I do. Um, but yeah, Roz White is an artist. You could, that's what you would just say. She's an artist. <laughs> well, hey, artists. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, Roz, do you come from a musical family? That's very complicated. Um, I was told that my biological father had a beautiful voice. And when I went to my biological grandfather, my uh, paternal grandfather's uh, funeral, I learned that he was also a singer. So on my father's side, yes, I do come from a musical family, but I did not grow up in a musical family. My mother's side of the family, not artistically inclined at all. And so when I wanted to just sing and do shows all the time, they're looking at me like, what is wrong with this kid? But at some point they they caught on and was like, oh, but she's actually good at it. So okay, let's 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 get behind this. But it took a minute. They were like, what is she doing? And why is, she's a dreamer. That's what they call you used to say about me. Oh, she's a dreamer. You know, and but once they really saw that I was actually good at it, they were like, okay, we're gonna get behind this kid. So um, yeah, it's so weird. I, I know that I have the roots, but I wasn't raised in it. It was uh -huh. something that just
Well, we, right. It's amazing how artists come on here and get passionate about what they're speaking about. Right. And the internet blocks out. <laughs> let let, let that be a lesson to y'all. Magical people have control over electricity. I mean, look at it. Like, what's going to happen? <laughs> She's going to calm down and her internet's going to come back and we're going to be able to continue this conversation. And we'll be able to do it because we really have a lot of questions. So I'm hoping that she was, is able to disconnect and, and come back. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, please, um, if you have any questions while we're going through this, don't don't hesitate to um, to ask any questions because uh, I'm telling you, if you ever get a chance to see Roz White perform, you will not be disappointed. So well, they're going to have an opportunity later. But she okay. brought up a really interesting point while we're waiting mm -hmm. for her to log back in mm -hmm. that there's a difference between nature and nurture. For her to have biological parents or a biological connection to talent and have that manifest through her, even though she was not exposed to that, says right. a lot yeah. about yeah. the power of nature and what's in you and what you get from your ancestors. And that when, when she said it, I don't know why I just got this, I got a chill. You know what I'm saying? Because, you yeah. know, I, how many people have probably, well, first of all, have never been asked that question. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and when they do, um, or, or the people who, who are, when, when they do, they don't have that type of answer. A lot of people who are asked that question normally know that mm -hmm. they, you know, know who, where, where their roots are. But, right. um, you know, that was uh, just to hear her answer that question that way, that, that was uh, pretty profound to me. I cannot wait for her to come, be, come back because I really want to talk to her a little bit more about family because family is so important. And yeah. especially when you're in this industry and you need to have support from people and trust people, family first. And so yeah. um, I really want to get her take on it and uh, have her come back. So will the uh, technical gods, wherever you are in the universe, please rain upon Roz so that she can come back in. That's right. I believe in spirit and synergy. So, um, you know, we, we're, we're here to do this show. And the devil. <laughs> what did I say? Have no power here. Here. You are back. I called on the technical gods. I said, bring her back. Bring okay. her back. Bring her back. So <laughs> only me. Only me that would happen to. Oh, no, so no, I'm now me. on my phone, but you can you still see the same background? Is it still okay? I can see you. You sound great. Okay. Um, are, you, are we okay from that from your vantage point, Vosh? Are we okay? We are good. I would ask if you could turn your phone sideways so we can get a better picture on you. But if that is not as easy to hold on no, to. Turn your phone. Your phone. Um, can you turn your phone? It's probably locked into the orientation oh, okay. of up and down. So we will just deal with that. And we I was like, I'm upside down. Okay. Well, look. It's good to have you back. While we have you, let me ask yeah. you a question. Because you said something um, early on. You mentioned that you are, well, I have read and you mentioned that you are a mother and a gamma, a gammy. Okay, I think, it, is it a gammy? Um, Big mama. So tell me, <laughs> um, being the mother of two young black men and a grandparent, uh, are your sons interested in following your footsteps in the entertainment arena? Not at all. Um, <laughs> my, my oldest is a basketball player. They both play basketball. Um, but my younger son is a singer and, and he also writes and he is also a rapper. And so, um, but not in following my footsteps. When I say my footsteps, I'm talking about like Broadway, uh, musicals, you know, that 
arena. They um, they love the arts. My older son works at City Winery, so he gets to see all the acts coming in. And he's, he did a, sh um, a film with me um, in 2020 uh, where he played my son on, on film. It's called, uh, it's called Strength to Love. And it's a film where I become, I actually become the washerwoman in Jacob Lawrence's uh, portrait. So I don't know if you've noticed that portrait by Jacob Lawrence where the woman is holding a mop and she has the rag on her head. It's it's a very iconic Jacob Lawrence Harlem Renaissance portrait from the 20s. And um, I go into a museum and I see the painting and I become immersed in it and it go back to that time. And so my son plays my son in that, in that film. Um, and so he got a chance to act on screen with me. I had them in the arts when they were little but they're not like me about it. They kind of are more casual about it. They kind of, you know, if it happens, it happens. You know, if it doesn't, it doesn't. Me, I'm like, I've got to do this. This is my life. So, um, yeah, no, they're not like me about it. <laughs> well, talent is talent. So it is It is where it belongs. That's so, right. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, how did you find time to balance raising your sons and participating in the entertainment business? That's a lot. I didn't. I did not balance it. Um, it, it it's been a, a it's been a rough, rough road. And um, and I just am blessed to have not succumbed to a lot of the slings and arrows, if you will. Um, but I, it was rough. Divorce was rough. Uh, you know, being separated from my children was rough. And so I wouldn't, you know, recommend it to anyone. I would rather you have somebody in your life that is extremely supportive and you of they and you manage all of that i would rather know you know someone not have to fight through it but it made me stronger um it gave my characters more depth and it showed my children i just had a long talk with my older son that mom is going to follow her dreams and that will help them follow theirs and so i wouldn't trade it but it was rough <laughs> okay thank you Thank you for that. Thank yes, you. Indeed. Yeah. yes, indeed. Yeah, we were when when you logged when you went out. Technically, we were talking. We wanted to open up this conversation to talk about family because family is very important, and it shapes even being the passionate person you are about your career. Having that family there, knowing that that family is there somehow, some way, it definitely gives you the encouragement and strength, motivation, passion to to pursue what you're doing. So. Thank you for, for indulging us in that discussion, uh, Roz. Real, really important to us. Absolutely. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I am um, trying to come back on my computer so that it is better. Well, we, we, we got you now, but you you keep on, because you, 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 you're doing real. See the, the, the technical guys then grabbed her again. Look at <laughs> The technical guys then grabbed her again. Oh, there she is. Okay. Yeah. I'm Okay, so I wanted to be on my computer and not on my phone. So, okay, well, I'm going to ask you two two quick questions here. How long have you been performing professionally, and when did you know you wanted to be an entertainer? Okay, so um, I have been performing professionally this year makes 38 years. Um, my first, yes, yes. I started performing when you were two. I see, huh? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> but um, no, I. Um, started performing. What is happening? Oh, you're good. Yeah, it's good. Okay, <laughs> I started performing professionally. Um, the same way a lot of people started 
working professionally in the DC area through Mayor Marion Barry, Mayor for Life, Summer Youth Leadership, uh, Summer Youth Employment Program, SYEP. Um, I was, so to answer the other question, I was four when my stepfather took me to a performance in Northeast Washington, DC. It was a Native American performance. And I got to see um, people in traditional uh, headdresses and the beautiful drumming. And my stepfather's family is Native American. I'm also Native American and West Indian. So that's the DC thing. We used to, uh, our, our ancestors lived in this city in teepees. We don't know that, but we have a lot of Native, Native American roots. And so I was mesmerized at four. And I said, I wanna do that. And he thought I just wanted to get up with the people that were on stage right then and dance, you know, and just kind of, and they had people coming up. I said, no, 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 I want to do that. That's what I want to do at four. So I knew what I wanted to do at four. That's when I knew. But at 14, after having done Glee Club and the choir and the dance troupe in elementary and junior high schools, I joined the DC Youth Ensemble under the direction of Miss Carol Foster. And I, we were also partnered with uh, Baba Melvin Gill, rest in peace, uh, and African Heritage Dancers and Drummers. We rehearsed out of the Landsberg Building, downtown DC, and I was 12, 13 years old, and 14, you could get a job. And so that was my first professional uh, performing gig was at 14 years old. As a matter of fact, that same summer, Gloria Hightower hired me as a background singer. So 14, 14 years old, I was working professionally. And here we are, I'm 52. I'm not ashamed to say, and <laughs> and that's what it is. So you know what I mean. It's like it's my calling. It's my thing. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. That wow. is really incredible. I mean, such an amazing trajectory of your career from knowing what you wanted to do, having those opportunities, and being a professional at 14. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. remarkable. Yeah. 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 And, and people don't understand that there are levels, you know, to this industry, to this business that I am in, um, that, you know, that the, my friends, I, most of my friends are entertainers as well and at different levels. Um, you know, Yolanda Adams was, you know, my, my boss, you know, and, you know, Crystal Fox is one of my best friends. T.C. Carson is like my brother. And so when I'm in the room and people don't know me, it never bothers me because we're all just at different levels, levels. of greatness. We're, we're all great at our craft. There's just different levels. Right. And so it just enriches my life to be connected to, to some some you know amazing people. Um, that's that's the thing about, I grew up as an only child, but I do have a, a biological sister. She was born when I was 20. So I grew up as an only child. And so I had to entertain myself. So theater was great because I got to meet new friends every single time I did a show. So of course I fell in love with that. You know, every time you go into the room, you meet new friends. Some of them become lifelong friends. Some of you may never even see again. It's just a new experience. And so I've just always been drawn to that. And um, it's just very dear to dear to my heart. Very, very dear mm -hmm. to my heart. Wow. Mm -hmm. So you are a singer and a recording artist. Yes. How do you find material to sing and how do you find material to sing? I have a follow-up question, but how do you find material to sing? Um, well, you know, when I was younger, I wanted to be Luther Vandross background singer. That was my dream. When they I was, were the best and sexy. The, the and, best. Yes. Let me yes. just the say, best. 
this this what you're looking at right now, my friend Kimothy uh, Story and I have a saw uh, a show called Liner Notes where we just talk about all the artists and we have the, the vinyl records. You see, I got them sitting over there, the vinyl records. So I'm really like into that. So I used to stare at the back of the the vinyl records and look at the personnel. You have the internet and all that kind of stuff, and I wanted to be those people. So that's where the recording. So when I think about material, it's just always been material. You know, there's the standards, there's, you know, the ideas that you have in your head. But for, for me, it was listening to artists that I loved. And so when I think about recording, usually I think about covering songs. I know people get upset. You need to do your own material. Some people are cover artists. And yes. I truly believe that I have a gift for interpreting a song. And so while I do write, that's not my strength per se. I like to cover great material. So when I'm looking for material, I look for a song that's already great. And I try to just add my, my spin to it. Your, your, huh. your, your rise to it. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, <laughs> do you need to, I mean, you said you look for something that's already popular. Do you, for me, when I fall in love with an artist, it is because I believe them when they sing. Vocal tricks are one thing, but believing someone on a journey. Is that important for you? Absolutely. The the sing well, of course I mentioned Luther because amazing, but Luther is influenced by everybody that's so great, right? Like Aretha, like Patty, like Dion, like Gladys, like the ones even before them, Billy Eckstein, Sarah Vaughn, you know, uh, Ella Fitzgerald. So when you say those names, immediately you know that those were people who made an impact. So that's what I look to do is to make an impact. You know, rather than just sing the song to sing it and show off my vocal prowess, I'd rather connect. And so sometimes you get, not stuck, but sometimes you end up singing the same song or songs a lot. I'm always singing Here's to Life, it seems like. I'm always, I used to always sing uh, Neither One of Us. There was always, you know, it was like those songs that really just resonated. And so I just found myself to be someone who really was great at interpreting lyrics. And so, yes, I um, I look for an impact. I look to yeah. touch people. Okay. Well, and, and I know it's all subjective when people go to a concert to hear um, people sing, but I would rather, I like hearing people sing other people's songs every now and then. It, it, you know, and I'm not gonna mention any names, but there is someone who's on TV every day and that's how they open their show. Every day singing someone's cover song and it's a hit. And so I, I find joy and, and I'm drawn to that. Um, so I, I, I like that. And that's also the appeal when I met you I can't even think of the name of the song because you sang so many that day. Um, I just like heard you sing the song and I just went, I got to know who she is. And so, um, no, I, I, I really do appreciate you saying that and making that distinction as part of your career and, and, and where you are. So I have this question that I don't think a lot of people know, but doing my homework, I found out um, you were crowned Miss Howard University in 1992. And Miss Collegiate African American 1993, representing 52 HBCUs throughout the US. Can you briefly tell us about those experiences and how that has helped or benefited you in your career, if that? This is so wonderful. I'm so glad that you asked about that because I don't get asked about that a lot because it was, you know, nearly 30 years ago. Well, 30 plus years ago for Miss Howard and Miss Collegiate. Um, 
So I was never wanting to go to college. Let me just be clear. I was going to New York. I was going to be on Broadway. And that was the trajectory. I worked really hard in high school. I thought I was going to, you know, shoot straight up to New York. And it looked like that was what was happening. I uh, graduated. And one of the first things that happened was I got a national tour of Dreamgirls. This wasn't the big tour where I was Effie. This was a bus and truck where I was Laurel. And while I was on tour, I met a young woman uh, who played Michelle. Her name is Nicole Powell. And she asked me what I was going to be doing after the tour. And I said, well, I'm going to stay in New York and my audition will be on Broadway. She said, no, you're not. You are going to miss, you're going to Howard and you are going to pledge diva. And I was like, what is diva? And what are you talking about? I'm not going to college. Like, what is that? That's for suckers. Like, I'm already good at what I do. What are you talking about? So the tour ended and jobs started waning, which was weird because I was always booking. And it was like, I'm not booking. What's happening? And Mike Malone called me and he said, I want to revive the musical theater program at Howard University. Would you come and be a part of this? And I was like, I don't have any money for school. What are you talking about? He was like, don't worry about that. Well, I went and showed up and sure enough scholarship every single year um so by the time it was 1991 i pledged diva which is what nicole was talking about which organization divine intelligent versatile artist society for women in the arts so exclusively at howard university will be 40 years old next year um and reggie ray who was one of my angels and mentors said you're going to go out for miss howard and I was like, no, I'm not. I'm at Howard University. I'm chocolate. It's not, that's not they vibe. You know what I mean? I mean, it was very colorism. You know, we talk about the 90s. We're talking about uh, uh, school days. Good and yes. bad hair. Yeah. You want to be. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, clearly, this girl was not going to be Miss Howard. And that's he's like, yeah, you are. And I was like, okay, whatever you say so. And he started grooming me and priming me to be ready. So before Miss Howard comes, Miss Fine Arts. So I figure I got that pretty nailed down. Like I, I pretty I pretty much know how to sing a song and, and say some words and make people love me. I, I, I pretty much got that thing down. But Miss Howard, that's a bigger platform. Well, turns out it was my destiny. I went out for it. And by the time we finished the opening number, I could see that the audience was like, we, we like her. Wow. Meanwhile, let me just tell you how charmed my college experience was. Debbie Allen put the crown on my head as oh, Miss wow. Howard. Wow. Incredible. Wow. After Miss Howard, I'm like, okay, that's great. Miss Howard, yay. They go, no, there's a bigger pageant than this. It's for all of the HBCUs. Miss um, Howard, sometimes we go, sometimes we don't. We've never placed. And we've never won, so it's not a big deal for us. You can go if you want to. Go over to Blackburn and see if they can scrape up some money for you to go. It's in Orlando. It's on TV. The la the pre previous winner was from Spelman. She was quoting Nietzsche. She's a philosophy major. Like, it's, I'm thinking out of my league. I go over to Blackburn. I beg for the money. They give me the money. I buy my dress for $200 at a little Indian shop on Silver Hill Road. Hair slicked back. No real makeup, no no chaperone, no $10,000 gown. Went down there, put my head down, did what they told me to do, won. And it was incredible. I mean, Mickey and Minnie were in kente cloth. And we got a car and a trip to Egypt. I took my grandmother. I mean, it was 
it was like amazing. And so that those two experiences, Morris Chestnut and Cinder Williams were the hosts of the pageant the year that I won. And the year that I gave the crown to the next uh, Miss Collegiate, Ella Joyce and Robert Guillaume. And, you know, I got to meet Nia Long and I got to meet Vesta, who I loved so much. Um, and it was just a very charmed experience. And I got to touch a lot of young women's lives who I'm actually still in touch with some of them today. So very, very blessed. So excited to have had that opportunity. I, I look around my house and I'm like, this is you. It's incredible. It's incredible. This little girl from Southeast. It's incredible. I am, I am, first of all, blown away because when I saw, when I read through all of your information and saw that you were Miss Howard and Miss Collegiate African, uh, African American, I didn't know, to, to hear all of this behind it, congratulations, wow, blessings, blessings was just, blessings was all around you. I mean, and that story, and if I, I know we have another question, but Blue posed the question. I don't know if this is probably the good time, but let me ask you right now. He said, Miss White, what would you tell youngins, youngins, Lord, <laughs> who want to follow in your footsteps? You know, I, listen, this this is my all oh, this is always my advice for young people. No amount of talent can make up for a good reputation. You have to have integrity. You have to show up on time. You have to do your job well. You have to not give the people trouble. You have to stand up for yourself. You have to know who you are. But mostly, work hard and do the right thing. Young people, your reputation is everything. Can I please just tell this story real quick? Real, real quick. So I did Amen Corner in August. August and September of 2021. My mother was very, very ill. She was transitioning. Um, I made the decision to leave my good paying teaching job and go back into acting and singing full time. Not that I had left it. I just was trying to juggle both. And I was like, I don't want to juggle both anymore. So I'm going to leave this teaching alone. Mom is getting ready to transition. I want to do what makes me happy. And so I left my job and started plugging away. Amen Corner happened, met a director. She's not even 40 years old. Her name is Whitney White. Amazing. She directed Amen Corner. Um, and I you know, was just drawn to her and asked her some questions, advice about the business. She, she was like, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Um, then I did seven guitars at Arena. August Wilson changed my life. Incredible met another brilliant director, Taswell Thompson. I said all of that to say, these two people spoke so well of me that they put my name in the room for things that like right now, as I'm sitting here, I have such an amazing announcement that I can't even say right now. But if you have like a follow-up or whatever, I would love to come back on and make my announcement. Just their words about the experience of working with me put my name in a room that I would not have been able to show up in. And so what, what I always say to young people is no amount of talent or good looks could ever make up for a good reputation. If you do your work and you do it well and you show up and you are accountable and you have integrity, doors will open. It may not 
be exactly when you think. But I promise you, just like I just was talking about that tour that I did, full circle, here I am again about to embark on something. I can't say it. I can't talk about it yet. But I promise you, it's so good at being. <laughs> I just want people to know. I just want, and young people especially. Thank you, Blue, for that question. Do your work. Do your work. I just read that. Somebody said that. Well, no, you you said it. You said it. You just passed the plate. Okay, you 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 come on here. You you passed the plate. I keep saying, Vosh, we need to get a plate. We we need to do that when somebody come on and do what she just did, Vosh. Yes, we're gonna have a Venmo that we can just flash across the screen that people can just send money, and we'll just give a cut to the you know our guests. Keep a little bit for ourselves. The ripple money. <laughs> so see, so see. I love it. <laughs> Right, churchy. I love it. <laughs> wow. That is just quite amazing. That's a really, truly, truly amazing advice. Well, it sounds like you have been around a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. Have you ever met someone that had you starstruck? All the time. But you know, I think the the one that really sticks out, mm -hmm. well, there's two. It's so weird. Stevie Wonder and Ray Charles. So Stevie, neither one of them could see what happened. Exactly, but Stevie's a trickster like that because when I met Stevie, it was backstage. I had just performed a medley of his songs, by the way, at Ellington for this big thing, and we're backstage, and he went to shake my hand. He had his, you know, handler with him, and he went to shake my hand, and I was so nervous that I was, you know, head was down in my chest, and he said, "Hey, look up, you know, look at me," and. I couldn't, I was like, how do you know that I'm not looking? But I, but my voice was going down so he could hear, you know what I mean? Just a trickster. But then he took us out to B. Smith's, this is how long that, ago that was, wow. in Union Station, closed the restaurant. They brought a piano. We sat around the piano for hours. They literally had to put us out. It was like two o'clock in the morning. Definitely starstruck. Ray Charles, I sang for the National Symphony Orchestra Ball and he came in the room and they were like, if you don't know the part, don't sing, because he will go off. Right. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> you didn't have to tell me twice. But he, and he was so cantankerous and he was just cussing, you know, and he was just, you know, it was just so, such a, you know, like an old dude that had just really, like he don't take no stuff. And I was just like, so yeah, definitely starstruck for sure. So those two for sure, Stevie and, and Ray Charles. Yeah. It's just a fabulous visual to see Ray Charles just sitting there cussing up a storm trying to make some music. <laughs> I've heard that about him. Well, actually, in the movie, they they talk, they kind of allude to, you know, him having a pouty mouth. You know what I'm saying? And, and of course, when, as he got older, you know, he just felt like he could say anything that he wanted to say. Anyway, he's Ray Charles. You know, absolutely. For, for God's sake. So... <laughs> We, we, we are getting close to the end of the of, of 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 the interview, and ladies and gentlemen, we have a special surprise for you. But so I'm I'm just going to jump down real quick because we got two more questions that we need to ask you, Vosh. I'm I'm sorry, uh, Roz. What what are some of your goals that you're still striving for in your career right now, Roz? Career-wise, I am still striving for Broadway, TV, film. Still striving, mm -hmm. even though I've done some form of all of those, 
the big leagues of those. Those are yeah. things that I'm really like, I want to be up there with the violas and the, you know, and I don't think people say that enough. I think people, you know, shy, oh, I just, I, I could do it anywhere and I'd be happy. No, no, no. I want the level <laughs> of, you know, of my work. Like I've been working since I was a kid, you know, just like you go to school, you get a, a certain degree, you move up, you move up. I want to move up as, as per my, my, talent and my ability. So definitely Broadway TV film, producing, directing, um, and being able, this is a huge goal of mine, being able to help my many talented friends get a platform. And I think that that comes with a certain amount of access that you have once you get to a certain level. I remember George Clooney, I believe it was, took a bunch of his friends on a retreat and gifted them a huge amount of money, you know, the ones that were like his ride or dies. That's a, that's a fantasy dream of mine to put on those that took care of me while I was struggling and, and trying to make it. So that's a huge goal of mine. Like okay. I said, we're going to have a Venmo that we'll be able to flash across the screen <laughs> <laughs> at some point in time. So you'll be able to make your donation. Jessup said, dream big and never lose the dream. And, you know, I know RuPaul also said, and other people have said this, he's just summarizing what people said. If your dream is big enough to include other people, that is a good dream. Yes. So I, I yes. love what it is that you just said. Well, just briefly, can you, t what are some of your favorite roles that you've done? Ooh, so my favorite role now, because it changes, because, you know, I've been blessed, but my favorite role right now is probably Louise in Seven Guitars. Okay. It's amazing. That's, <laughs> hey, that's an intense role. She yeah. was amazing. Yeah. I loved Louise. I love Louise. Um, You know, shooting from the hip. She was my mama. She was my grandmother. She was, you know, so, um, yeah. Now, I am currently playing the role of Mary Burrell, who was a, the, founder and a leading member of the female union band society that actually purchased the, the black cemeteries that are in Georgetown and purchased a whole monument and, you know, like a badass. So I'm enjoying her as well. And it's an opera, something that I've not uh, dipped my toes in before. So I love trying new things. Um, but I used to say my role, my favorite role, I haven't played it yet because it's still being written. You know what I mean, kind of thing, and so that 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 is true as well. But definitely, mm -hmm. the is up there. And Mary Burrell, uh, Voices of Zion, opens May sixth in the Georgetown Cemeteries um, on twenty seventh and Q, mm -hmm. and we're going to be running through May thirtieth. So um, you know, go online, you'll see Voices of Zion, uh, Alliance for New Music Theater. I play Mary Mary Burrell. There's uh, it's a, an amazing cast. Um, you know, come check us out on weekends. But um, so, yeah, I, I'm still playing my favorite role. Every time I pick up a new script and, and, and get into a character, it's my favorite because I give everything, you know, and I want these stories to breathe and live. So, Well, will you make sure you send us the link so we can share it with our audience? Absolutely. Thank you. Well, we, we are at the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen, but, but we, we have a special surprise for you to, to take us out. And Roz, um, it has now is now performing her new single that, that's out and is done her rock in Roz 
her Roz way fashion in a sentimental mood. And uh, we were we were going to have Roz sing that for you tonight, but um, we've decided to take another approach. But before before we um, play the reel of Roz singing her brand new single in a sentimental mood, let me tell everyone next week on May the 6th, we will be here um, again for another live show. And our show next week is about real estate and the climate change and solar energy 101. That's right. It's, you need to know about what's going on in the housing market. And we're going to have Troy Patterson here, real estate agent with the Sparrow Group from TTR Sotheby's and uh, Kay Hold, who's with Sustainable You, who's going to talk to you about solar energy, energy and solar panels, of which I've just had put on my house. And I'm telling you, you want to know about that, ladies and gentlemen. There's a cost saving in that for all of you. And our words of the week before we leave is, life is not a dress rehearsal. The curtain is up and you are on. So get out there and give it your best shot. And that's by an unknown uh, individual, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank Jeremy McSham for being here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We will have his information in our thank yous about where you can get tickets for um, Jam the Triple Threat. And we want to especially thank Miss Roz White, the incomparable Miss Roz White, for being here and sharing with us, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much, Roz and Jeremy, for being with us tonight. And um, as I mentioned, to take us out tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we are gifted with having the, the new single by Miss Roz White in a sentimental mood. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great evening and a great weekend. And until next time, we'll see you on He Said. He Said. He Said. <laughs> I was like, what do I say? <laughs> Happy and birthday, Mr. Wellington. <laughs> yes, Please enjoy the real, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good night. <laughs> A sentimental mood. I can see the stars come through my room while you're loving at it's like a flame that lights the blue on the wings of every Sentimental bliss. You make my paradise complete. Rose petals seem to fall. It's like a dream to call you mine. My heart's a lighter thing. Since you have made this night a thing divine In a sentimental mood I'm within a world so heavenly 
Boy, I never dreamed that you'd be loving Oh. <laughs> 